Hello and welcome to episode five of the Portadown Preview Show. I'm Neil and as always I am joined by two-time Ballon d'Or winner, two-time Wimbledon men's single champion, BBC Sports Personality of the Year 2015 and former WWE World Heavyweight Champion Dave Wiggins. Dave, how's that for an introduction this week and how are you today? Well done. I'm very well. Thank you very much for that introduction. It was much more substantial than last week, and you've obviously put a whole lot of work into it, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Now what, you now, what do you hear the one he gives me? I know. Uh, uh, we're, we're joined by Michael Clark. Hey! <laughs> no, this, uh, this week, we have a, a very special guest. We're joined by Michael Clark. Uh, Mr. No Days Off, Michael. Uh, works for the BBC at the weekend covering Irish League games and also covering uh, the women's game both uh, with the domestic fixtures and also the women's national side on top of that is the host of The Score on Lisbon 98.8 FM and also does commentary for Virgin Media and for Europa League games so Michael thank you very much for coming on the show how are you? Thank you very much, Needle. Uh, I don't think there's anything left on my CV, but it's on my website if it's been missed. That was very kind of you. I, I've got something to add to your CV. Portadown, end of season dinner, special guest. Two years out of three, is that right? Yeah, and I mean, unless you have some inside knowledge, I was hoping it was going to be three in a row, but something happened last year. <laughs> Let's yeah, not talk I think about it. it. Was, uh, <laughs> some, something happened that put... I, I, your name was top of the list there again, I would say, yeah. Um, just had to negotiate over the price, and then it probably would have been okay after that, you know. Uh, it's always it's always when Jackie Fullerton's not available, isn't it? That's that's pretty much my motto. <laughs> You're always our first choice, Michael. Recently, anyway. Yeah, I've really enjoyed doing it. It's been great fun, and after a couple of near misses with promotion, we were all looking forward to a big promotion party celebration. So it's a shame that didn't get to happen properly, but. Look, we're sitting here talking about you in the Premiership, so I suppose you don't mind too much now. It's not too bad. And obviously, we, we'll tip our hats to say you're the third Carrick Fergus man on the show in three weeks. What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> Neil's just inviting everybody he knows from Carrick Fergus, but you all just happen to be sports correspondents and reporters and well-known faces in the Northern Ireland sporting field. There you go. And Neil's quickly catching up, isn't he, Michael? He is. I mean... Just before we start recording here, I already asked him for his autograph. So, you know, that's something I'm looking forward to receiving. Good. Good. You don't, you don't need my autograph. Just make sure you give me a left home from the Portadown end of season two again. And we'll call it, we'll call it evens at that there. Here, listen, Neil, you're about, you're about to introduce us and get us talking about football. But there's a bit of a theme going on here where we're talking about kits down the years. So I think we've got to take a minute and just acknowledge that. So what have you got on this evening? So this evening I have got on the 1991-92 Porto Down home shirt. Um, they would have worn this playing against Porto in the Champions League all those years ago. So it's nice. uh, a bit of a classic. Admiral, Admiral made by Admiral, and also the sponsor is Admiral as well. Oh, so and a wee long sleeve version. Let's see the cuffs on that. Oh baby, look at those! Unreal, oh. beautiful, great kit that was. The grey oh. one, the grey away kit was lovely as well. Yes, well, funny, last week after uh, we chatted on the show and how I was campaigning for a yellow away kit again, uh, we got a couple of tweets and somebody said they need to bring back the, the grey shirt again, reimagined. Uh, so I think it was a, a, the Ajax have a, a similar kit. 
yeah, in the last true. few years. So it yeah. was sort of like that, the reimagining that would be very nice indeed. So that thank you very much for mentioning the yellow kit because you did mention the 2017 yellow kit. And in the in the vein, of, I think we're starting a campaign for a yellow away kit for next year, Michael. Bit of yellow with a red trim, sort of 1970s Liverpool style, you know. Um, very nice. But we we have a we have a supporter at Shamrock Park called Wayne Kerr. And Neil, I don't know if you know him. You know him. He always wears a full kit every week. Do you know him? Full kit, Wayne Kerr. Well, in his in his honour this evening, I have gone for uh, the kit that you mentioned last week. Which is the? That's which bright, is isn't the it? Two, is that the one you were talking about? Yeah, it's it's really nice. <laughs> it's Believe a nice it or not, that. I've got shorts on too and socks. <laughs> I I am so relieved you had shorts on. I had no idea what was happening. There we go. So no, that was that was a nice week kit there. But full marks if either one of you can guess what name is on the back because it's obviously a beautiful match worn edition. Whose name's on the back? An absolute Portadown legend from three seasons ago. Former Crusaders player. Marcy Suarez. Oh, he's good. He's got it. Oh, he's good. <laughs> he's good. I keep telling Tippy he needs to sign him back, but he's not entertaining that at all. So St. Mary's are looking too high a transfer fee, apparently. So there you go. <laughs> That's the end of that. Yellow football shirt for next year, please. Away top. Thank you very much. Collar. We'll take a collar as well. You will indeed. Uh, before we kick on with the show here, uh, as always, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the We Are Ports TV YouTube channel. Uh, I know people are, are tuning in and listening also on through Spotify, but they're they're watching as well on YouTube and there's a lot of people that haven't necessarily been subscribing to the channel. So if you could like and subscribe that would be greatly appreciated so yep there's the there's the cheap plug in already so obviously the last uh, week there's been plenty to digest since we last spoke first of all on saturday portadown we're playing cliftonville and a weekend where the local game was ravaged by the terrible weather but thankfully and full credit to jack moffat the groundsman uh, the portown game was able to go ahead and i think everyone put in a valiant tremendous effort to make sure the game went ahead so yeah Cliftonville, one all draw dave what do you make of it Are you happy bunny after it um yeah um, i mean uh, totally a point against cliftonville homer away this season i would have taken at the start of the season um, it was a brutal day and like you said, Jack and, and, and other directors and staff and volunteers cleared the pitch really well. Great foresight to get the kickoff moved back until five o'clock to give an extra couple of hours for that, which I just think was brilliant because we all want the matches played. So if you can put in that effort and everyone put in a really good effort. Um, story of the game, first half was, I think the BBC tweeted, Michael, it was just pretty much a dull half of football. I didn't mind it so much because we were still in the game at halftime, but not a lot happened. You know, there was we had a couple of half chances and we were playing into the wind in the first half. Um, but, you know, then in the second half, Cliftonville really took hold of it playing into the wind. Um, it, was, it was a really entertaining match, you know, and if, if you'd have said at the start, will you take a point? I would have said yes, thank you very much. And that's, that's what we came out of, you know. Cliftonville are no dozers. There's a lot of experienced players in that squad. And um, I was happy enough with, with that result, yeah. 
And of course, Adam McCallum adding to his goal tally for the season season from centre back with uh, just get anything you can, get something on the ball when the cross comes in from the corner and he got his head on it. Um, and that was great, yeah. So felt like a win in some ways because we were under the cosh for a good bit of the second half, but uh, we settled for the point, yeah. Michael, uh, we spoke at length last week before the Clintonville game about Clintonville themselves. Um, and I think they're a team that may be in a bit of a transition themselves. You know, obviously a few years ago, they were challenging regularly for, for the leagues and, and then they won a fair few league cups on the bounce as well. Um, a lot of people sort of think they're underachieving, some think they're overachieving. I mean, me personally, I was delighted with the Portadown result last week, getting the draw so late on. Where do you see Clippenville at the minute? And do you think that was a good point for Portadown last week? Yeah, definitely a good point for Portadown. And that's something that you have to say Portadown have done very well recently, getting points in games where you wouldn't expect. It's maybe against the teams that you would like to be beaten, where those results are yet to be seen. And, and maybe when we talk about this weekend's game, that's potentially one that you could look at for a win. But in terms of Cliftonville, high turnover in January. You know, they've brought a lot of players in. Uh, some people would say financially they've done all right after one particular deal as well. So it's about trying to bet everybody in. And there's no question that there's quality there. But when Conor McMenamin comes out of your team, who was one of their better performers, Joe Gormley's injured. It's going to take a bit of adaptation. And I think throughout the season, they've been unlucky with different injuries and they've been very patchy. They're quite frustrating at times. I I even remember doing one of their games uh, down at Larne where they got beaten by a late goal by Josh Robinson. And in that game, you're sort of going, it's just a matter of when they concede. Everything was conspiring against them. And I'm not saying Larne didn't deserve the win, but they've kind of been that way this season. You haven't seen them pull two or three results together. Uh, and it's, it's really, really hard to put your finger on it, but I would imagine that it won't last forever. And I think they'll be comfortably top half. I don't think there's panic stations, but they've not been wonderful. Yeah. I think, I think in our match against Cliftonville uh, as well, you know, to be fair to Cliftonville, you know, our goalkeeper, Jacob Carney, again, he pulled off some great saves. There was, um, there was a bit of a double save where he saved it and got up and then, you know, he rushed at the player and sort of saved it with his foot. Um, and then after Cliftonville had scored, it's one of those ones where Hale had, you know, swiveled and smashed it into the top corner. And not too long after that, not sure who it was, hit a shot from about 25 yards, which Carney tipped over the bar. And it's one of those ones you just like, wow, that's class. You know, if it was Bobby Edwards, it would already have been on Soccer AM, that sort of save. And then right at the end, 90 minutes, we get the goal, which which was brilliant. And I love a late goal for an equaliser because it's, you know, it doesn't give any time for the other team to maybe get on top again. And we actually had one good chance to go on and win the match after that, just in nine seconds. Uh, Lee Bonus won the ball and put Stephen Murray through. Um, Stephen maybe just didn't get a shot away as, as quick as we wanted him to and uh, kind of got blocked and, and went round the post. So... At the end of that match, we were well in it. And yeah, like against the Lauren match, um, late late goals and, and you're you're sort of hoping for mistakes from the other team because we know where we're at and we're playing against big teams. Um, you're kind of putting them under pressure and hoping, hoping for mistakes. And I think that's one of our skills this year, really. Am I right in saying Paul Scholes was giving him the big up on Instagram as well? Did I see a comment there? Oh, so... I, there was yeah. something going on, so I did a bit of I did a bit of research. What I mean was Instagram stalking, and it <laughs> looks like maybe 
Jacob Carney's girlfriend's or female friend's father had had Instagram Instagrammed Paul Schools and tagged him, and then Paul Schools replied to say what a great save, and then Tippy got involved and just made sure that and signed him. Borderline <laughs> player, we're keeping him grounded, you know. Um, let's not make too big a deal of him and see if we can have him for another season. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, he's he looked, he uh, looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's been excellent. Uh, he's made some phenomenal saves. I don't think he could have done anything about Kittenville's goal at the weekend, mind you. It was a smashing strike from Rory Hale. I don't, think any, I don't even think Peter Schmeichel could have saved that, to be honest. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, uh, yeah Kittenville on their day, you know, they're, they're more than capable of beating anybody. Um, but as you say, Michael, it's sort of it's one of them seasons for them where you, you wouldn't really know which Kittenville would turn up. But thankfully, Portadown were able to, to pull a decent result out of the bag. Mm-hmm. But Again, going back to the Saturday, you know, we were kind of hoping that Crusaders would do do us a favour and beat Carrick, and um, but that uh, that wasn't meant to be, and Carrick pulled off a, a, a phenomenal result up at Seaview. Um, big smiles, big smiles, look. <laughs> uh, but then obviously that'll lead us into Tuesday night there, um, Glen Torn. Um, I know we, we, we bigged it up there last week, the big game against the Glens. It's always one that's very feisty and one to look forward to and one that there's never, it's not really short of controversy. And long behold, there was controversy again, but I, I think it was the right decision. Greg Hall sent off for handling the ball on the line and poor Emmer down to 10 mil with 10, 10 mil, what? 10 men, which uh, put the, I think, kind of put the knee on the coffin and it's really, to be honest, because we were chasing shadows after that. Um, Michael, obviously last night, poured on the beat 3-1 by Glen Torn at Shamrock. Um, what were your thoughts on the game? Well, the good news for Greg Hall is he wasn't the worst handball red card for a defender even on that oh, yeah. night. So, you know, Sean Ward <laughs> probably takes the, the trophy for that. So Greg's probably been able to slide under the radar a little bit. So, um, yeah, Nothing controversial about the decision. It was a it was a fine save, but conceding that goal, it was a quality goal that Glen Torren opened the scoring with in the first place. McDade's cross, McManaman stretching, and getting his first for the club since re-signing for them, and um, he's he's just fitted straight in there and done exactly what they were hoping for. So when you go a goal down early doors, just I guess a wee bit like at the Oval, it rattles the players a little bit, and I think Glen Torren were quite comfortable. With for large portions of the game, they were in their stride. And as soon as the red card and the penalty happens and Hervoy Plum tucks that away, I never really thought Portadown were going to get back into it, if I'm being totally honest. But what I will say to their credit is they forced a mistake from Paddy McLean, bonus capitalised, pulled you back, and just made it a bit nervy for Glen Torren because we have seen them blow leads this season. So there was a question mark as to whether they could go on. But I think having the number advantage, obviously, was was going to be telling. And at the end, I think a few Portadown players were quite tired. Saturday, Tuesday, 10 men for a good portion of the game. It was always going to be difficult against uh, a good, very good Glen Torren team. I thought they played well last night. They looked a lot better than maybe some of their previous matches. Yeah. They they did. I I, I don't usually like giving Glen Torren credit, but to be fair to them, they did play very well and they did make it immensely difficult for us. And they were knocking the ball about lovely. The funny thing is, I know they've came in for a lot of criticisms um, themselves this season, Glenn Torn, but if they actually win their games in hand, they're right back up there at the, yeah. at the you know, pushing for the top three. It's a mad out season because, you know, a few weeks ago they were down seventh and eighth and now suddenly you're talking that they could make a run for the top three. But I think, yeah, like 
there can be no complaints about the sending off. It's just we, we shot ourselves in the foot and then we're deservedly beaten. I don't really think anybody could argue about that, to be honest. But yeah, Lee I Bonus... Mean, there, was, there was definitely no complaints about the handball because what Greg Hall needs to do is take credit for an absolutely lethal save. It was a, <laughs> it was a header from point-blank range. And there's another thing there, you know, whenever I was a, a young lad playing football to no decent standard whatsoever... But if the goalkeeper left the 18-yard box, did you guys never play fly keepers? I just think <laughs> yeah. the goalkeeper was that far out. Greg Hall thought, I'm the keeper here. And to be he fair, called it. he called it. He made an excellent save. And it's disgraceful that the referee gave a penalty and sent him off, to be perfectly honest. Um, here, the here, downside here, here. is we, we will miss him on Saturday. He, he'll be in for a one-match suspension and we'll miss him. Dungannon's an important game. like. But Sorry, Neil. Yeah, yeah. You're saying there about the getting Jacob Carney save on Soccer M um, from the Clintonville game last week. Maybe you know we should be campaigning for Greg Hall save last night to be on Soccer M I instead. So. Uh, the the other observation I made in the match was you know you go into a game against Clintour and at Shamrock Park with optimism, regardless of you know you know I can I can confidently say you know Clintour are playing and. Paying a majority of their players five or six times what we are paying them. They're full time. They're, you know, professional. You know, they're just they're they're a league above. They're doing what they're doing financially and, and all the other things. And you know, mix one day nights big plans in the in the media and all that kind of stuff. But um, they're really head and shoulders above who we are at the minute. But even with that, you always think anything can happen. But I, I really feel like we missed the atmosphere of supporters in the stadium last night where. You know, you can maybe, rightly or wrongly, put the referee under a little bit of pressure. You know, you can... There's a little bit of intimidation that comes with that in, in a healthy football way. Is that a healthy thing? I don't know. But you know what I mean? You know, you miss that atmosphere and you miss that. And that that can all add to it as well. But um, Glentoran scored so quickly in the game. It kind of... Quickly, you were like, right, okay, that was, you know, plum played the ball out the left and McDade, I mean, super cross and, and super finish as well. I saw in the post-match interview, Tippy said he hadn't even taken his seat yet. Um, so I don't know if that's just, you know, Tippy slowing down in his old age and he maybe needs to get round the pitch a little bit quicker rather than uh, Glenn Torn scoring too early. Um, but they, they were really good. And like you said, bonus scored, you know, to take it back to 2-1 really quickly into the second half. And it gave you that absolute false hope of, okay, we're back in it. You know, there's a chance here. But 11 against 10 and they're passing and moving. Um, and once the third goal went in, when was that? 60 minutes, 60-odd minutes at that stage, you know. At that stage, some of our supporters may have headed for the the exits if they had been in the second. Um that's where you want fans, isn't it, Dave? You want fans to be there when Lee Bonus makes it 2-1. And then That's all the of moment. a sudden you go, yeah. oh, hold on, what's going on yeah. here? And you're getting stuck in every corner and yeah. you're, you're feeling it a wee bit. But without that yeah. there, yeah, you do lose yeah. it when you're the underdog. Yeah, that, that would have been the moment for the big roar and the big come on. And you go on and, you know, you maybe, you maybe put Glenn Torn under pressure again and, and get a second mistake. And, you know, you just don't know what happens. But... Um, Listen, they deserve the win. They're a good side. Um, you know, they're creeping up the table, as you said, Neil. And with the money that was spent and their setup, you know, it'll be a big disappointment to them if they don't get European football this year. But I think they will. See, 
obviously, look, McCulloch was playing last night and I, I thought he was brilliant for them. Is look a Portadown supporter? Because I know his father played for Portadown, but I could have swore a couple of years ago at a Boxing Day game uh, that I spotted Luke in the stand at Portadown. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, is 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 I think well, it's the McCullough fa- football family dynasty of Portadown. You know that it's it goes right through a lot of clubs in town, and um, Dean McCullough, who played for Portadown, you know, and Big Neil, who's who's a coach there, and I think he's our first team scout maybe now as well. Um, Luke's father's Dean, as far as I know, who started off at Portadown and then played for Glenavon for a long time. Um, on the footage of Stevie Cowan scoring on the, in the 1991 Irish Cup final, he sort of skips past Dean. Um, but I think Dean won the cup then with Glenavon the year after that. So, yeah, I don't know if he's a Portadown supporter. I'd like to say that he is, but I've never seen him wearing a Portadown top. Well, I, I could have swore I saw him at a Boxing Day game a couple so of years ago. just say he definitely is in case any Glentoran fans are watching this? Yeah, why not? I heard um, he loves the Portadown. And he hates the Glens. I don't. I don't know. If that's <laughs> well, he, to be fair to me, he, he did play very well last night. I think he's he's been a good signing for them. It seems very um, easy for him. I have to say, you know, playing playing the middle of the back. It's, I've seen him a couple of times now. Um, it just it looks easy for him. To be fair, um, although you know, for bonuses goal, he kind of got the better of Luke and then nicked the ball off McLean as well. So. Um, if you put players well, under pressure, there's potential for mistakes, but he's a, he's a quality player. He's very assured in what he's doing there, you know. Well, when we're talking about Lee Bonus there, I'll, I'll say cheers. He must have listened to what I said last week. You know, he's, he's got me a fair few fantasy points there, you know. So thanks very much, Lee. Really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. This weekend, uh, Michael, you already touched on it already. It's uh, Don Gannon here. Uh, I'll put it plain and simple. I think it's must win, not even just reported. I think it's must win for Duncan as well. I think this, I know obviously there's no relegation, but you know you don't want to finish in the bottom two this season. So it's must win for both teams. Michael, what do you make of Duncan this season? What do you think of the job Chris Lindsay's been doing down there? What a difficult job it is to do it, Duncan. First of all, obviously one of the smaller budgets in the league. They have a very young squad, much like Portadown, and there's probably quite a few parallels between the clubs at the minute in terms of some of the challenges that they face. And it's not been an easy season for Dungannon fans. I'm sure, you know, well, you just have to look at where they are in the league at the moment to tell you that. So I don't know. I would actually give Portadown a good chance at the weekend, and that's where you're looking as I was saying earlier, you need to look at these games as the ones that you can win. It's all well and good drawn against the big clubs and they're a bonus. So what can you do in the games against the team in your half of the table? So you've already won two games this season. Both were away from home. Both were in mid-Ulster. So you know now it's time to win one at home against one of your local rivals. So the Swifts has, has got to be one that Tippy's looking at and has earmarked as a, as a potential game to win. But Dungannon, in fairness to them, have shown little glimpses of what they can do. And I think Reese Campbell is one player you could highlight, starting to get amongst the goals as a, a person that Portadown are obviously going to need to keep their eye on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dave. No, crack on, mate. Go ahead. You were going to say no, something I, very intelligent, I can tell. I highly doubt that. No, I was just going to say about Reese Campbell, uh, he's obviously a very good player and he has started to get amongst the goals and obviously they've got the experience there. Not only of Michael Carville, who you know who's been chipping in with the odd goal, but Roy Carroll. And I think, you know, he could prove to be 
an immense signing for them. You know, obviously last week they beat uh, Balamina. And I think, you know, even when you're down at the bottom of the league, having someone with that ex- wealth of experience, you know, Roy Carr's played in FA Cup final, he's played in the Premier League. And um, you even need to see the, the job he, you know, he done at Linfield. You'd sort of say he was the, the, the main catalyst for him winning the league in, in 2017. And, you know, he's a phenomenal keeper. And I think having his wealth of experience, you know, will, will massively help Don Gannon's young players as well. Like, and I'm just kind of hoping that he has an off day on Saturday. So, so we can maybe score a few goals, fingers crossed. Um, yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Dave. No, so we, we beat them, was, it must have been December time, I think, before Christmas. Uh, we beat them yeah. at Stangmore Park 3-0. And it was actually quite comfortable in the end, I have to say. Once we scored... I sort of felt whoever got the first football cliche, but whoever got the first goal, we're going to go on. And it took a while, but once we scored one, you know, we did go on and it was quite comfortable. Um, I'm not going to take the glory for this information because I was talking to somebody up the town today. I was out for a walk and he goes, do you know, do you know when the last time Portadown won at home? He said, I think it was like the 13th of February last year. So it's a full calendar year since we've won a competitive match at Shamrock Park. And I think this Saturday has to be it. You know, of every confidence, um, nothing less than a win won't be a good result. This isn't a week where I'm going to be happy with a point or a draw. Um, this is a week where I think we can only be happy with three points. Um, when we were talking about the Glentorum match, we missed Ben Tilney, I have to say. Um, I think maybe, I don't know, I heard someone saying maybe his partner was having a baby or something, so he wasn't in the squad and... Um, we I thought we we missed that little bit of creativity from him that he showed in the Cliftonville match. So, um, you know, he'll be back hopefully for that match. And it's players like him who can who can be the difference. You know, you know, two similar teams possibly someone like him can make the difference and just unlock a goal or two here or there. And uh, we'll hope to see him back on Saturday. But Dungannon at home. That's one of those games this season that you fully expect us to win. Um, so fingers crossed for that. Yeah. Well, you've been kind of draw specialists in this campaign. That's something people have said. I looked at the last five matches between the two teams in the Premiership, and it's two wins for Portadown, three wins for Dungannon. So no, no draws, no draws there. So you can only no hope that more excitement on Saturday. Talk talking about draws, uh, Michael. Um, I forgot to do this a little bit earlier, Neil, but uh, last week. I decided that it was going to be my job to pick a club motto for Portadown Football Club because as far as I know, we don't have one. Um, so I think, and I'm going to call this weekly feature, Dave Picks the New Club Motto. So if we can get a little uh, bit of music for that next week, possibly, we'll be able to uh, make that a feature. So I think last week I said, what did I say last week? We play well, we play better against better teams. Was that it? Yeah. So this week it's going to be uh, we celebrate draws. So it's going to be in Latin, and in Latin we celebrate draws is Jeremus Trahit. So there you go. Jeremus Trahit. That's it. Google Translate. Okay. Jeremus Trahit. So sounds uh, like a European footballer. <laughs> you can imagine him scoring in the Europa League, couldn't you? Jeremus Trahit. He got two actually, both in the yeah. second half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Dave picks a new club motto. That's going to be my weekly feature. Is that all right, Neil? 
Yeah, that's grand. Your your Latin's on point. They might start calling you Kaikilis from now on. That'll do. So uh, this week we celebrate draws, but not this Saturday coming. No, we're going to celebrate a win. Yeah, I think this Saturday, I've said it already, I think it's it's must win. It's must win for both teams. And especially uh, uh, Carrick have been in a really good run of form there. And um, they've got them having at home this weekend as well. So that's a game that yeah. they'll be looking to, to win. So and you wouldn't bet against them winning there as well. So um, it's it's a case of Portland really need to win this weekend. Yeah, I moving think on. I, I, did, I did a little bit of stats there. Uh, so on the road, Dungannon have three draws, one win, and six losses this season. Um, so they did beat Balamina at the showgrounds, which was a good result for them. Um, but here's a stat for you, Cather Freil. Cather Freil has not lost a game this season. He's now played in seven matches and he's not been on the losing side yet. Nice. So as long as I, I tweeted this out the other day and I think members of his family are now following me in case I do this as like a regular feature, which is probably <laughs> not going to happen. But it is Mike, something we're going to call it Michael's Michael's <laughs> weekly feature. <laughs> Just checking in with uh, all of them and see how I, the hashtag is the mighty bush if you want to follow that. The nice. USH. So <laughs> very good. Moving on from Dungannon, uh, obviously next week, uh, also live on BBC Sport again. Uh, Portadown take on Larne at Shamrock Park. Uh, obviously the other week there, Portadown drew two each with Larne at Inver Park, which, well, Dave and myself celebrated last week. You know we celebrate draws at this club, so. Um, yeah, Michael, we'll start with yourself. Obviously, big things have been happening down at Larne. Bordown got a good result there last week. Um, they're coming down to Shamrock next Tuesday. And obviously, they've been in the field before that. Um, what's your thoughts? I think Larne have obviously done really well this campaign. And before Christmas, you were looking at a side that looked really, really strong just to run away potentially with the league. It looked like they weren't going to trip up at all. Since the turn of the new year, they've obviously had their issues. I think there was they're in a run now where they're two wins from eight and there's four draws. So it does show you, obviously, at some point they had to have that little sticky patch. But just like you were saying with Glenn Torin, it almost seems that everyone's having that. And that's how Glenn Torin are now in this battle with the top three, as are Coleraine, who themselves had a very slow start to the season, you know, when many people had them as title contenders. I think Lauren are going to be first or second by the end of this season. And I, I don't think that you're going to see them struggle in too many matches much more. Their last outing was a, a comfortable win. And I think when you're up against them, it's going to be a really difficult game. I know you got a draw against them um, and the 2-2 was a fantastic result. Um, not if you're a Lauren fan, but I don't <laughs> think they're going to be as charitable this time around and allow you back into the game if they get in front. So maybe the challenge for Portadown is to, to try go in front a bit more because I know it's something that hasn't happened too many times this season. Yeah, it's mostly been late goals, hasn't it? So I've got a question for each of you. Michael, can Lauren win the league this year? Can they? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Think... Okay. Do you think they will? I'm still tipping Linfield. Just, mm. I, I think Linfield's been there, done that, might be just about enough to get them over the line. But what I will say is, Lauren have really, really impressed me. And if they don't win it this year, winning it next year is, you know, you, you may as well look at that as a really serious option now. And I don't just mean because they'll, they'll go and they'll spend. That's something that constantly they get, I guess, labelled with. But the coaching at the club's really, really good. They're an attractive side to watch play. They, they very rarely play boring games of football. And they're a team that even, you know, 
even if you don't like Larne and probably the more successful they get, the more people won't, you have to admire the way they, they go about their business. So um, maybe this time they're a bit green coming to the title you know, challenge, but I don't think it's too far away from Larne winning the Gibson Cup. Um, a question for Neil is, how would you feel if Larne won the league? <laughs> uh, listen, I agree with Michael. I think Linfield will win the league this season. I'd be very surprised now if they didn't. I think the result the other week at Seaview against Crusaders was massive for them. And that's sort of, you know, they didn't even play well and, the, and they came away with three points there. I think Larne, I, I just, I can't say it. Like, uh, I mean, I can't even say it over the next few years. And I know that might sound controversial. I just cannot say it because... That wasn't the question. The question was, how will you feel if Lauren won the league? Oh, nah. Well, I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, no. I, that was I, a politician's answer, wasn't it? It was a politician's answer. He changed the, he changed the question. Yeah. <laughs> Although a politician wouldn't have answered it the second time either. Ah, well, I'm not a very good politician. Uh, so is I, that I, the Carrick Fergus in you or the Porter Down supporter in you that doesn't want Lauren to win the league? It's the Portadown supporter in me. I don't okay. want them to win the league. I don't want anyone to win the league apart from Portadown, let's be honest here. But I don't think we're going to win the league this season. <laughs> Maybe next year. No, It'd be interesting to see if it's a bit of a catalyst for them to win in the County mm-hmm. Antrim Shield. And I know some people scoff at that and they go, well, you know, winning the Middlestar Cup or winning these other competitions, regional competitions, doesn't make you go on and win the league. But for Lauren, that was... It was something that I guess everyone kept pointing at. It's like, well, it's been ages since you've won something. So how can you be title contenders when you don't even win the other competitions you're in? They're now starting to. Yeah, true. true. No, ab- yeah. absolutely. You can only you can only beat what's in front of you. Like, and then you know they did really well to win the countdown machine. Uh, it just harken back to that countdown machine final. It just reminds me of. We were talking about last week, Mick McDermott labelling the County Antrim FA as Jurassic Park. It's a brilliant, a brilliant Irish League moment. But no, you, you got to give your hats off to Lauren there for winning that competition. I mean, as you say, you know, they haven't won anything for, well, I know they won the championship, but, um, you know, in the top tier, they haven't won anything for a long, long time. So, you know, I'm sure that, that I'm sure is what they'll be hoping to be a catalyst for bigger things ahead but um, for this season no I, I just can't see any I can't see past Linfield at all to be honest are you commentating Michael at the game Linfield Lauren? Yes I will be that'll be live on BBC2 next Friday so uh, feel free to be really kind on Twitter <laughs> you since go. you're not in the stadium to wave at me you know be nice on Twitter <laughs> Yeah, Neil can you we beat Lauren on Saturday do you think? You mean on Tuesday? Is it on Tuesday? What the yeah. Tuesday, can we beat them? Uh, yeah, no, boys. If we're not playing them on Saturday, we definitely can't beat them on Saturday, but can we beat them on Tuesday? Yeah, why not? But as long as they don't shoot themselves in the foot early doors. I just realised uh, I made a mistake then earlier on because I was saying about uh, Lauren Linfield uh, coming up here, but it's next again, so apologies for that. There. I just, just realised that it's, it's actually next it, week. Uh, it's a professional in me, you know. <laughs> uh, that being said, no, um, yeah, I, I'm always confident with Portadown. And like you said, you know, you're always optimistic at home as well. But again, if, if, I don't want to say it, but I mean, a draw is not a bad result against Barn, but you don't want to be playing for draws all the time. Like, do you know what I mean? Hang uh, on, a what? But, a what? Sorry. Jerry Mustrahit. We celebrate draws. <laughs> I would be over the moon with a draw. But uh, yeah, I think. I think what Michael said there, I think they'll have learned their lesson from us capitalizing on their mistakes. That, 
at Inver Park. Um, very tough one. Very tough one. You're not always going to get a game like that either, are you? Connor Devlin is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and if anything, because he's such a strong-willed player and he's a, you know, he's a professional, he's going to probably go out and put in the performance of his life now against mm-hmm. Portadown to, to make sure that nobody can can kind of hold that against them. It's always, I always feel sorry for goalkeepers when they make a mistake yeah. because it's the most thankless position in the world. Yeah. I or remember. Maybe, or maybe he'll be nervous coming off his line and he just want to stay on his line and, and not come out or something like that. But yeah, I, I would not be a goalkeeper for all the money in the world. Like, no way. I remember Connor Devlin playing for Clippenball for, or playing for Clippenball at Shamrock Park against us and Clippenball came away with the three points and poured it down, battered them the whole 90 minutes and he made save after save after save. He's a, a brilliant goalkeeper in my opinion, um, but hopefully he, he, he can drop one in again <laughs> next week. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to go into predictions, Dave, because I don't want yeah. uh, don't want us to end up with any with uh, custard in the face again. So we'll yeah, just leave yeah. it as I think. I think if you're offered three points before this set of fixtures, would you take it? Hundred percent. Yeah, beat Dungannon, get beaten by Lauren, I'll be happy enough. Well, I don't, I don't want to lose any game. To be honest, but I don't think three points would be a bad return. Go on ahead, be, Michael. Sorry. I was going to say it'd be incredibly poured down to be beaten by Dungannon and then beat Lauren, wouldn't it? Hundred percent, totally like us, absolutely like us, because we play better against better teams. <laughs> Another that, that motto. That motto was so last week. <laughs> uh, Michael, Michael, you've started a new podcast recently, haven't you? I have indeed. Um, yeah. It's called the Michael Clark Show, and it took me ages to come up with that name. But basically, I used to have a, a radio show with the same name, and um, during lockdown, like everybody, probably fed up of all the the doom and gloom merchants out there. And I thought, well, let's try and do something productive. Yeah, uh, let's get some people together. A lot of them are going to be from the world of sport who have interesting stories to tell, yeah. and let's sit down and talk to them. So, guests in recent weeks. So, uh, my first guest was a guy called Carla Talma who is uh, a former Youth Olympic gold medalist who signed to uh, Frank Warren's uh, boxing stable. So uh, he's in very good company and he's tipped to go far. And Mm -hmm. we've had people like a a youth development coach from Charlton Athletic, Liverpool's throw-in coach, Thomas Gronemark, and uh, a female international rugby player who's also an NHS doctor and Claire McLaughlin. And uh, that episode came out uh, well the day of this recording so yeah. i will also tease that coming up on it we have a former premier league striker so um you know if you want to keep an eye out for that one I'll, i'm going to give no clues but the, the, Are we talking the english, weird... english premier league or irish premier league sorry yes english premier league yeah so he's <laughs> he's played for a couple of clubs in the top flight of the english premiership and that when the podcast comes out i'll explain the story behind what's yeah. happened here this is the most ridiculous convoluted way that this has come about but such is life so i'm really looking forward to recording it and just search for the michael clark show on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts or if you'd rather sit and watch it it's on youtube yeah and do those usually come out on a wednesday yep so it's a weekly thing we're doing it every wednesday uh for the foreseeable future anyway and um i'm just dipping into my contacts and seeing who wants to come on for a chat and uh, all the irish league stuff lives on the score and lives on through the score and then this is kind of any other business with anybody i like yeah brilliant oh that's brilliant nice concept as well not to be too focused on the one sport or the one uh, uh 
Uh, yeah, that's great. That's great. So make sure and, and uh, subscribe to that and check those out uh, and support Michael on that. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Uh, before we go, uh, can I just give a birthday shout out to my dad, who on Saturday will be 65, Portadown fan, Davy Campbell. Um, hopefully Portadown can get three points on Saturday to make your birthday a What's good his Twitter? one. He's on Twitter. What's his Twitter handle? And we'll all harass him. Um, Don't know. Good question. Uh, terrible song. I am, I am, but I'm sure you'll find him on, <laughs> on Facebook and on the Twitter. He's he's uh, he's pretty good with the outport and stuff like so. There's there's uh, a clue, Dave. Neil said the Twitter <laughs> on the Twitter, the Twitter on the Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, that being said, guys, I think it's uh, about time we wrapped up. Um, Michael, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on it again at some stage. Um, as it's, as Dave has already said, check out Michael's show, uh, or Michael Clark's show, sorry, should I say, um, his new podcast um, promises to be very good. Dave, thanks as always. And um, I'm is sure this I should start, is this the Is this the start of our yellow shirt campaign? Are we going to carry this on and put pressure on everyone? I think so. Yeah. I want a yellow shirt for next season. So yeah, I think yeah. so. And I also want Marcio Suarez wearing one next season too. The goal machine. Well, you heard it here first then, folks. Folks, as always, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the We Are Ports YouTube channel. It's also available on Spotify and check them out on all social media platforms. On top of that, um, we have started our own Twitter for the preview show and that'll be PFC under slash preview show. So yes, on that note, thanks very much and fingers crossed for two Portadown wins over the next set of fixtures. <laughs> no pressure lads and Lee bonus please score more goals. Cheers. Absolutely. Thanks Michael. Thank you for having me on guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.